It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. That's what I'm talking about. How about it? There we go. I said, fuck it, I'm going for it. And that's what I did. Elliot, sorry for cursing. I know you hate curses. Oh, my God. I will will rein it in. I'll rein it in now. I'll rein it in now. Uh, Welcome. Go Birds episode number 171. I am tired. I'm a little bit hungover, but you know what? God damn, that sounds like Friday. That sounds like Friday, buddy. I'm here, boys. I'm here. You're a star. (laughs) That's right. Oh, no. Yeah, James is all over. Uh, so I haven't seen any of it yet. I haven't seen any of it yet. You're gonna, well, you're gonna be proud the of yourself. General public has seen. Yes, it now. I can't wait for everyone to be like, you thought Eagles, Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, you <laughs> moron. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was the only person who said it in the, yeah, in the world, know. which is great. You know, you, didn't, a, you, you, you were the only one that said it's the most talented roster you've ever seen. Only one. They didn't ever seen. Did I go that far? No, I hope I didn't go that far. They didn't include my nine and seven prediction. No, no you're, you're dead on nine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the uh, way, I'm staring at the Schoogle, and there are dogs swimming across it really? from, from that intro. So congratulations. Oh, good work nice. right there. Well done. <laughs> well done. If there was, out honestly, we should stop recording. Did I not just stand up to see if there were dogs? I totally believe that. So well done by you, Barger. All right, let's get into it. Obviously, uh, Elliot Trope Park, Sean Barger, James Seltzer coming your way, episode 171. Not a ton of Eagle stuff to get into today. We'll, we'll obviously have some fun, play some games, but a th- couple things at the top here. Um, we'll get into the actual Eagles finally 
giving some titles out to these signings. But, uh, Elliot, some news just before we started recording. What's going on? The Eagles have hired two former players as personnel consultants. <laughs> Brent Selleck. And Darren Sproles. How about it? He's back. He's back. He's back. Two fan favorites. You know, it makes sense. Brent, uh, Brent's been a Brent has been around the team a lot towards the end of the year, kind of when Bar when Barwin started popping up, and he was at the Senior Bowl with Connor Barwin. Mm-hmm. So you could tell that something was going to happen there with him. Darren Sproles is a little surprising, but I would imagine these are both roles where. They talk to players. They maybe interview draft picks or in the room with them, um, that type of thing. I don't think they're going to be out scouting just sure. yet, right? But I think that it's a good chance to get them involved. And, you know, they both had long careers in the NFL. They're both guys that I think everyone would agree you would want your young players to act like. I mean, they're sure. both great locker room guys, veterans. So I think the hires make sense. Yeah, and I yeah. think that from that perspective, too, obviously, I think – there's not a single Eagles fan who's going to be like, screw you for bringing Selleck yeah. back. I hated that. Everyone loves that him. Everyone so loves bad. Selleck Sproles. Um, probably not a huge impact now, Bartrand. Any yeah, well, on? just a just a quick point here. Uh, if Brent Selleck can scout locations for real estate, I believe mm. he's already rock and roll in scouting for players. Mm. So that's the only thing I disagree. That's a, a good poll by you. He's about. in Westchester, too. I like, miss Prime Stash, by the yeah. way. I, 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 I thought I, it was great. I love Prime Stash. That was, was a good, good place. It's tough, man. It was yeah. good. They brought the food truck to the Eagles. It was the best. Yeah, it was I was best. actually there that day when John Gonzalez wrote that article about the you know oral history or whatever. Oh, of really? the, I was literally standing next to him when that Eagles beat reporter complained about the free sandwiches. And I his was, name <laughs> was Schmerzman. Schmerzman. I'll say it was. I don't <laughs> care. No, but it was pretty funny. It was very good. All right. Um, so signings uh, in terms of the coaching staff. We talked a little bit about it last time. Uh, Rich Gangarello. Uh, these guys have finally been given titles. Rich Gangarello. By the way, quick little Rich Gangarello thing Ooh. I thought was very interesting. Uh, so I was recording the Prevent Defense podcast with Brian Baldy. Shout out Baldy. <laughs> Name said, drop. He said he's the closest thing in the league to McVay and Kyle Shanahan. What? What? Just All right. letting you know what, what he said. Wow. Just letting you know what he said. Here's what? the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love Baldy to death. All right. I love well, him to a, death. He is a, a but he's got a reputation a of saying those those types of things. All I'll you know, say is you know what he said. I'm not going to confirm or deny whether Baldy said Brett Brown was the next Bojack. Not Brett Brown, excuse me. Uh, what was his name? That running back. Who, oh, oh uh, Bryce Brown. Bryce Brown yes. called him the next Bo Jackson. Yeah, so. yeah. Look, I love Baldy's a, Baldy's a football genius, so he knows what he's talking about. I yes. think, look, we all know only he what we read. He's incredibly creative. Which is what you hear about yep. him. Here he's an idea guy. You hear quarterback guy, motion, pre-stamp, all the kind of stuff we've been asking yeah. for. That was kind of why I was a little more positive than you guys on the hires because it seemed like that was the t- – even though he might not be the big name we expected, he seems like Barcher, the type of guy who we wanted them to bring in, someone who appears at least creative and can kind of give Doug some ideas. He will be the senior offensive assistant. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I think he's basically the basically the offensive. I feel like he's yeah. the. I feel like he's yeah. the. And and even the way the Eagles listed it when they give it to you, he is at the top of the list. Yep. He's the first I name. I thought that was noteworthy. I thought that was noteworthy too. And Press Taylor below him, like one spot below. Good. So I well, think- and just the, then that's a follow up from the last pod because that's how I would feel more comfortable if that was the case. If Press had you know a lot more say, and if it was overriding these guys that were coming in, then I think it it it, it dis, it's a disservice to those. Two that you bring in, but now that that's there, makes me open up a little bit and go like, okay, I don't think he's going to be the next Sean McVay of ideas, but <laughs> if hey he's... Hey, man, he had Drew Locke go four and one. That's what that I part. said. I, mean, I was like, like, he made Drew Locke look good. Yeah. I, I, I know, I know. I, I'm, I just, I, I think this is a, a good step. It's, I'm a little less what the fuck as I, I was two I days ago. I we'll, think we'll also know who the real offensive coordinator is, and this is going to sound silly, but 
Each week, the Eagles have a defensive coordinator and their mm-hmm. offensive coordinator talk. And if Press goes out there, then I think he's the coordinator. It's a really, if Rich goes out there, then I think he it's is. It's a the, really good point. I think it just flat out. I mean, that's yeah. how they're going to they're gonna have one of them talk. It's going to be fascinating to see what they do with it'll that, be, actually. It'll be it will be telling. And I think it will be Scangarello. Yeah. I think you're right. Because if it's not, if you're going to have the Pratt pass game coordinator talk, then why not the run game coordinator? I, I agree. Yeah. So I think this is a good way to get out to, there. Yeah, and all this is a good way for them to do that i agree so we're all kind of feeling maybe a little bit better about it if this is the structure it appears to be yeah. uh press taylor passing game coordinator quarterbacks coach matt burke uh is going to be the run game coordinator for the defense right people freaked out a little <laughs> bit it was like <laughs> defensive line coach run game coordinator what is going on defensive run game they coordinator explained that better they could have yes right. it does even still says run game coordinator yeah. so it's a little misleading but um mark mark Juan manuel we've talked about they officially announced him as a defensive backs coach aaron moore it'll be the wide receivers coach andrew brenner brainer brainer still don't have clarification not sure he'll be a yeah. pass game analyst i love those types of titles. Pass game analyst. and then tj paganetti and dino vasso always added as assistant uh Run game coordinator and assistant coordinator on defense. By the way, not laughing at the, I just the, the titles are just so silly. Oh, you don't really yeah, know exactly they're what so they're doing, but random yeah, and yeah. subjective. And what does it mean? What's your take now that we kind of have what the coaching staff's going to look like uh, as opposed to what we heard from me a couple of days ago? Um, I, it, for me, nothing. There isn't a ton that has still changed on the overall. I, I still don't buy like this was their guy that they went and got. Uh, I'm sure that there are plenty of great ideas, and it's all of these are from. The outside in, and I don't think they could have hired anyone internally anyway. I think if it's coming from the outside, everybody says that uh, both of these guys are idea people. That's all you've been kind of looking for, and then you just got to go in with like, all right, I don't necessarily like this. Uh, obviously, there was people that had said that about Doug coming into it when making those major hires. I didn't really have an opinion to Doug. It was just kind of let's see how this goes, and I'm taking the same approach here. I didn't like the process, but I don't know how they are as coaches either, so I'm just going to kind of wait and see. You know? Yeah, I mean, look, my opinion, that's not on, a sexy my opinion on this has changed, honestly, over the last like three days. Um, I like what they've done at the end of the day. I mean, look, would it have been awesome if they brought in like Joe Brady from LSU or somebody that I knew? Yeah, but guess what? I don't know every coach around the world. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know what yeah. I mean? So no one does. I'm gonna yeah, just, yeah. I guess on the last pod I kind of said, do we think that they deserve the benefit of the doubt? And I don't know if they do, but I think I'm going to give it to them on this one. I Yeah, and obviously I was already kind of there with you right. guys, and, and we'll have to see how it plays out. Along those lines, though, talking about benefit of the doubt, because I did want to ask you guys a question. You kind of alluded to it a little bit with Howie in, in the last pod, talking about kind of where your trust is with Howie. I want to look at the four most important people in the franchise. Okay. The four people who make this franchise run, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson, and Carson Wentz. I want to see where you guys are at with them. In okay. terms of levels of trust, we're talking about giving these guys some benefit of the doubt. How have we talked about? Let's start with Jeffrey Lurie. Jeffrey Lurie is the owner of the team. We've had a little bit of turmoil. I don't know if that's right where with Lurie, but you know, is he firing people? Is he making the coaching decisions? We certainly feel like he's pretty intimately involved. Elliot, I'll start with you. I know you've often said Lurie, one of the best owners in the sports. Yeah. Do you still feel as confident with Jeffrey Lurie heading in this offseason? How do you feel about him being involved? So, like, do I feel as confident in these guys based off, like, this time a year ago, mm-hmm. I guess? I would say no. Just because, And I still think he's a great owner, and I, I still trust him, but I just think, like, with all of these guys, and so I know we'll go through each of them, but I think Lurie kind of is the top. I just think the shine has rubbed off on Lurie a little to me. Like, you just think about, you know, like, the firing of Grow. I don't know. I just – there's something about Lurie to me that he seems more hands-on than I once, than I once thought. And because of that, I don't like an owner that's hands-on. And I, I think Lori is a good owner, but I want Doug and Howie making these decisions. So that would be where I stand with Lori right now. There is a – I think we've 
gone through the waves of, of Jeffrey Lurie and his involvement and kind of peeling back the onion. As far as we know and as far as we're looking at this thing, he's made the right decisions more than he hasn't. And if it means that Grow had to go and Doug wasn't going to keep him here, I like that, you know, because you do need to think more long-term. And the one thing that I will always give Laurie the benefit of the doubt is you see owners all across sports. We're dealing it right now with the Sixers. You're dealing it right now with a, a bunch of people in the NFL that are senile, crazy. Uh, everyone wants to win a Super Bowl. But if you go as far as like a Jerry Jones or a Snyder or whatever and go into this mode where eventually you're going to get into backed into a corner, Jeffrey Laurie has not allowed this team to get backed into a corner ever. Ever, ever, ever. There's always been options there. So even if he makes mistakes, he corrects them pretty quickly. I, yes. I, I have the fullest confidence in Jeffrey Laurie, even if I don't agree with some of the stuff that he goes and does. To me, he's the one that gets the benefit of the doubt always and forever. And it's not just because he signs the checks. It's because he's putting progress, momentum, however you want to call it, behind the money. Yeah, I uh, I. I'm never a fan of owners being involved in personnel decisions or coaching decisions or whatever, too heavily involved. Coaching, obviously, someone involved, head coach, you're going to be involved in that type of stuff. But, yeah, I think especially where we're at, you mentioned the Sixers and John Middleton, that press conference, kind of them yeah. not paying the tax, all that. I, I think that... Well, he's a disaster. Right, but I yeah. think that the ownership in Philadelphia has made me appreciate Jeffrey Lurie more than Definitely, yes. I know they're different sports, yep. but... He's a damn good owner. He's a damn good owner, and he desperately wants to win, and he, he wants to continue to win. He wants to be greatness. Like, he looks up in New England, and he's like, I want to do that. I want to be that. And granted, they have not done that. They are not that. We know that. But I do believe that Laurie has the best interest of the team at heart, and and I think he's willing to put his money where his mouth is to back that I'll also say that Laurie's job is, we look at it from a football, just strictly football side, but just as an organization, as someone that's in the NovaCare a lot, you obviously worked for the team for a while like they're a well-run organization yep. they 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 very rarely do anything that embarrasses the city right i mean i can't i mean you could debate was it one the time Michael he took Vick off his thing. pants and <laughs> Broad Street. let's not ignore that <laughs> i mean they, it was weird but they, there was that you could debate the michael vick signing to a certain sure. degree right but like, i mean it played out well i mean yeah but outside of that mvp type season yeah like you know they're in the community i think lurie is a great owner yeah. I, my only concern is just Again, I don't know how involved I want him in terms of actually making the decisions, but he's a phenomenal owner in, in almost everything. All right, we'll get to Howie in a sec because I think that's the most compelling one, and we kind of talked about yeah. it a little bit there. But let's go Doug. I personally, I'll, I'll start us off. I've been, it feels like I'm almost fighting people with how much I believe in Doug right yeah. now, which is not always what the <laughs> case was. I mean, but I, I just, I really have confidence in Doug Peterson. I think that, I think we've made too much about the offense's struggles the past two seasons, they haven't been nearly as bad as we've made them out to be. They just weren't as great as before, and they've been very good in situational football, good in the red zone, time of possession, third down conversion. That type of stuff matters. And at least for me, I feel really confident with these hires being them saying, hey, this is Doug's show, and Doug's going to run the show, and I feel good about that. Barter? Yeah, there's there's this weird, like, we change. We're very much prisoners of the moment when we talk about Doug, uh, and I'm blown away by the amount during this OC search even, of let somebody else play, uh, call the plays. Let somebody else have a little more control, control, control. And you want to like take all these things away from Doug. And we're having conversations about can he even hold on to his staff? Is he a contributor to all these different things? And I think that's how this ends up working is for whatever reason, call it optics or actual, 
Um, it, it doesn't seem like Doug has this stronghold power in the organization, even though he's a Super Bowl coach. So fans look at that and goes, oh, well, if he can't even coach the staff, then he probably shouldn't even call the plays if he's that stubborn or whatever it is. He has performed at such a high level, and his GM has not helped him out, and he's admitted to that uh, you know, several times through their press conference. The only difference in how we, I think we view Doug Peterson is him answering that question weird and then backing it up, and then Mike Rose not here. That's it. Everything before that, we all sat in here and go, wow, they turned that thing around with how many injuries, how many Orlando Scandrick-type uh, you know, stories and, and all of that, and he still made chicken salad out of chicken shit. And if you just give him a chance to actually make chicken salad out of chicken, uh, everyone is going to go back to best play caller, most creative, all that. We're prisoners of the moment with Doug. So I think Doug's a great head coach, and obviously the turnarounds have been great. But I do think this past year, like, they fell behind a lot at the beginning of games. When you talk about a head coach and, like, what their job is throughout the week is to prepare for that first quarter and to get his team ahead, and Doug did a poor job of it this year. I mean, again, when you watch All or Nothing, you forget, but, like, they were behind 17-6, to six, I think, to the Giants, I mean, in the, late in the season. So they – the turnaround helps things, but I didn't think Doug had a great year in some in some respects. I mean, you also look at the fact that it took him, and he's admitted this, like he didn't roll Carson out enough, and yeah. Carson's at his best like that. So if you look at just from a pure coaching standpoint, this team was not competitive in a lot of games. They consistently fell behind, and Carson I don't think took a step forward. Those are three areas where Doug has to be better. So the turnaround matters. The culture there is phenomenal. Again, I think that comes across a lot in all or nothing. But from a purely X's and O's standpoint and like just doing what he's hired to do, which is get the offense to work and get Carson to improve, he did not have a good year. I'm not down on Doug. I still believe in him. But I think we're lying to ourselves if we said that if Doug doesn't win that Super Bowl, and I get that changes a lot of things, but like six and seven and nine his first year, which was still a good year, but still seven and nine, nine and seven the last two years, having to back into the playoffs at the last minute. So the playoff wins shadow things, and they, they should because they're impressive. But overall, like it's been rocky. For a lot of stretches, at times, yeah, I think the fact that he's you could been argue the to, majority of the time well, he's been able to rally them, and, and I think that's been a, a key component of his. And again, look, if you just strip everything away, you say Doug Peterson has won the Super Bowl two years ago and made the playoffs each of the last two yeah. years and won a playoff game. Like, I do think that we can't take that away, but I do agree. I think this season, starting games. Wentz playing well right from the start. I think those are the two things that Doug really needs to focus on. And I think it's going to be important to see if they start. And the, like the, it's a, a good test to see what, if they can kind of come out hot. What makes Doug a great head coach is he wins the big games. Period. He wins the big games. But the issue is he's always in these big games late in the year because, you know, they're three and five, five and seven, that type of thing. And that does matter. I mean, how many times over the last two years have we finished an Eagles game and we've said, wow, that was, that was an impressive showing? maybe four or five times, sure. including the playoff games. And it's Doug's job. And I agree the roster is an issue at times and injuries are an issue, but he's got to, I mean, the team has to be better next year. Like they can't do what they did the last two years next year. All right. <laughs> Carson. Bum, he gave bum, him some credit bum. at the end of the season. We kind of. You want me to go first? Fl- of course. Of course. So we the I don't think anyone cares what we have to say on this one. Yeah. Where well, are you at? Because look, oh, 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 buddy, <laughs> look at you. Uh, look, I mean, you you gave Carson credit when he deserved at the end of the season. Franchise swag, all that stuff. Where are you at right now with Carson Wentz? I would say my level of confidence in Carson is fairly high right now. My I would say so. Man. I mean, 
Well, it's about fucking time. Thank God. Well, he played. Him. He played better. I he mean, did. Right? No, like, no, yeah, for sure. Look, I think. I think after those last four games, I know it's my confidence in Carson Wentz, and I've had confidence is as high as it's been since 2017. There's just no way around. My, that. my only concern with Carson at this point, I mean, he answered the clutch thing. He has the game-winning drives. He went to the playoffs. Didn't really play in a playoff right. game, but regardless, but can't blame him for that. Right? Exactly, but. I, I do think the biggest thing he has to overcome is his accuracy issues. That is something, and I think it's hard to overcome that. So he loves that, that, that accuracy, is, man. It's a he it's a major go problem. To, go to he thing. does not Jimmy throw G, in, accurate. Oh, Jimmy top G is five. very accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Jimmy G is better than Carson. But oh man, we can move on from that. But Carson is At not Spike an accurate Eskin, passer. Yeah. He's not not accurate passer, and that's a concern. But I think like what I saw last year was. Carson does have the franchise quarterback qualities you want. Like, he rallied his guys. He got big wins when they needed him. Winning that Cowboys game was huge, right? I mean, he made a lot of great plays. So my, And he stayed healthy up, up until the right, very end. Right. Not his fault, again. But, like, so all good. But I do have real concern about his um, his accuracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think when you say accuracy, maybe you mean consistency. No, I mean accuracy. No, he means accuracy. He's talking okay. about the ball placement. Because yeah, that's, that's my my biggest issue with Carson Wentz is consistency. And I don't think it's all on him, really. But my confidence is absolutely sky high. To me, this, this year in particular uh, started with Carson, MVP, all that. So if you want to look at it and go like he didn't perform to those standards – can't really help you with that, uh, but like there's not even close, not even close to right. it. But it, I also can say like clearly this, just like Doug and Carson, I they were not set up for success this year, either. Uh, and it, it, well, they were, but but it's just I, I think you you go through so many of these weeks and you forget about some. That's what's great about all or nothing is some even though they left a lot of the, the major juicy yeah. stuff out of it, they they kind of remind you of how much this team was dealing with almost instantly, how much time that Carson and Deshaun had spent in training camp after it. So where are you going? Uh, are, is it, are you throwing yep. it more towards the sideline or here? Like they were solely focused on that chemistry working. It shows in week one, and then it all goes to hell after that. So to your guys' point in terms of like Doug and where they need to be more prepared, I think I agree with you, and it looks like that from week to week. I don't know what Doug does from a game planning standpoint, but maybe some things need to change in there. Carson needed to become the leader of this team. He did that. And now I, I think with f- a full roster of semi-healthy guys for both of them, uh, you're going to see like the next levels in their game and getting different voices. And I have very, very high hopes for Carson. Like, I, so one thing I'll disagree with you with what you said was that they were kind of like not set up to succeed in a way, and the injuries matter, and some of the roster decisions work out. But Doug and Carson had a had a large hand in this season not going well. Oh, definitely. Like from Doug's yeah, play yeah. calling, Carson's turnovers, Carson's missed throws, all those things. So both of them have to be considerably better next year than they were this year if the Eagles want to do more than 9-7. and seven. They can do yeah. the same thing. They can go 9-7, and seven, maybe 10-6. and six. But if the Eagles want to be what Howie said they wanted to be, which is you know first-round buys, those type of things, then both Carson and Doug have to be better. Again, my confidence level in Carson is higher now than it was last year at this time, without question. But he still has a lot to prove. Yeah, he, no, I, I think that's... That's fair. You're, you're a nine and seven football team. It can't just no. there can't that be was, like that was five and seven. Yeah, like, right. No, yeah. it's very Started fair. Started out three and four. Yeah, I think it's right. very fair. It's very Absolutely. fair. And and again, I keep harping on it, but I, I'm really excited to see Carson with an off season to just focus on football, to not worry about his back, to not worry about his ACL, to not worry about Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl and all yeah. that. I'm really intrigued. I, I really, I have really high oh, hopes for God. for for Carson Wentz, which is interesting that that we're all kind of agreeing here. Jeffrey Lurie, Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, we all at least have a, a certain level of, of belief in those guys. Those are three of the core four for this franchise. That's what makes Howie Roseman so interesting. Let me ask you guys this. 
it, what was your number level of concern or confidence last year with Carson? So, like, let's say you were both probably a nine last year. I was I pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, where are you now versus last year? Because I think for me, I was, like, at a five last year, and I'm probably at, like, a seven and a half now. Yeah, I'm probably a right around where I was last year. It's just, it was obviously a little more foolish for me to be there last year. I think this year, coming off Not those last four games. Year, <laughs> well, no, again, coming off those last four games, and again, I, I really do think I underrated the back injury, having to work through that, and, and also just dealing with all the so things that happened around him. So I, I'm a nine. Okay. Nine and a half. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, I don't think it, nine. I don't think I've you know, stayed right. away. Yeah, I'm just curious. Eight and a half Should I learn my lesson from uh, from All or Nothing? He's going to win the MVP this year. <laughs> all right. Um, let's get down and then we'll play our first game. Um, I, I think I think we all, uh, going into this, I know that he's going to be the biggest question mark of these four for us. Also, probably the most important person this offseason, obviously. Yeah. Bartrett, I'll start with you. Where are you at with Howie and... and do you expect us to see the Howie Roseman we all like? Howie, Ellie was talking about last time the Howie Roseman where when he made a move we're like, oh, it's Howie, it's gonna right. work. Right. Do you expect to get obviously maybe not to that level, but do you expect us to move back in that direction more? Or are you more nervous about Howie? I think there's, I think it has to move up. You know, it's it's, and while I say that, and we expect a lot of things that he's like, oh, this can't be, this is the worst we've ever seen, and uh, and you know he's already making mistakes and how he's gonna correct them, but. I, for some reason, I honestly do think he's going to turn this thing around. Uh, my confidence level is is not high, but I also know that is for all of Howie's faults, he's still smart. And if we're talking about those core of guys and we are looking for things for Carson and Doug and all these guys to improve on, uh, I mean, the, the, the spotlight's bright. He knows that. Uh, the, the be, you know, t- I think he's done some things going into this year, and who knows – and at the end of the day, you look at the 49ers and the Chiefs, no trade would have made this team be able to compete with those guys. Uh, he didn't pull the trigger. So I, I think he has learned some things. It's just you can't implement them until you're ready for a new offseason. I will always be skeptical of the draft. Everyone is, and I don't think that's any different for any other general manager. But I, I, this is the last time I think he'll get the benefit of the doubt hitting into an offseason for me. To me, it comes down to – like Howie's not done a good job over the last year. You could argue the last two years. But I do think Howie's one of the smartest general managers in the league. And when it comes to making decisions, I do trust that Howie makes them with the best intention in terms of he looks at all the information, he uses the information he has, and he makes the best decision. Like I would bet if me if us three sat in a room with Howie and he explained all the information he was using to make a decision, we would agree with him nine out of ten times. That wouldn't mean that the decision works out, right? I mean, it's like process versus results. But I think Howie has a great process in place. That being said, there's no denying the results have not been good. You said they were not a trade away from being as good as the Chiefs or 49ers roster. That's on Howie. We talked about Jeffrey Lurie giving Howie all the resources. There's no, like, Howie could, in a lot of ways, have almost any player he wanted in terms of cap space, trade assets, right? Like, you can't trade up from, like, 21 to 3. But in a lot of ways, he could get basically whoever he wants. So I just think, at the end of the day, I believe in the process. I believe in Howie. But the results have not been good. Of all the guys we've talked about, I think, other than maybe Carson, like Howie's results have probably been the worst. So I'm still somewhat skeptical of Howie. Let me ask you this. Do you think, James, that uh, there – oh, man, I had a great question that just went out of my ears. Oh, no. 
<laughs> well, that's disappointing. Son of a bitch. Ah, sorry, I'll come back to it. It was, well, it was it very. Back to you. Yeah, it'll good. come back. It'll come I don't know where it happened. Howie process. There was yeah, we were going, getting to a line there. All was, the information he has. Yeah, I'll, I'll think of it. It was okay. a juicy one. It'll come back. But it was a very James question, and now I forgot oh, what it was. Yeah. I love a good, a good game. I love a good James question. Will he remember? Have I pronounced this last name correctly? Answer is. I might just call Rich Gangarello Rich. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna call him Skang. I saw someone say Skango. I think it might have been uh, Bo Wolf. Skango. Skango with an O. Yeah, I like Skango. that. Skango. I like that. I think that's one of my... Okay. I've been right. on Skango. Tribute to the best question that I had for you. What What is? What do you think Howie's learned from this offseason? Is there anything, any confidence... From this past season, you mean? Yeah, like, do you, do you see any signs where it just it, well, it looks like it could be training towards that way? Or we both just saying, well, he was really smart here before we they've won a Super Bowl? Because I know a lot of people feel differently than Can that. Can I answer that first? Yeah, go for it. I think what Howie's learned is that these last two years, he was all in going for it. Signing older oh. players. <laughs> That's what it was. We gr- we agreed with almost every process that he did through this past offseason. Wouldn't you agree? We all loved the Deshaun move. We all loved yeah. the Malik oh, yeah. Jackson move, right? liked a lot of the stuff he did. Yeah. So is, it, is there anything that you remember not liking from this offseason? Was what I was going to I ask. didn't like the Darby move. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think right now. Say what you were going to say a second ago about Howie, and I'll I'll come back to that. <laughs> no, I think I forget. Yeah, but, well, <laughs> I'm just making no, everybody look, forget I on this part. I'm sorry. All, I think it's hard. To, it's hard to, oh, to judge. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Just well, let's it's hard just to judge reset. that. Yes, it's hard to judge that because uh, we were all at a point where we were trusting Howie implicitly. So we're looking at those moves in the moment through that prism of saying, "Oh, I trust Howie. I'm sure this is going to be right." So it's hard to kind of remember if there was something where I was like, ah, "I don't think that's a great move" because right. I was so in on Howie at the time. But I, I look, I, I think this is the biggest offseason Howie has had since he's been back. I, I think Howie is good in a lot of ways at making, like, realizing what the problem is and, like, having an objective. And I think over the last two years, he said, okay, we won the Super Bowl in 2017. We have a good chance to win it in 2018. And let's be honest, like, they should have had a really good chance in 2019, too. Things haven't worked out, but I think Howie made the move made those moves with that in mind of like, okay, we're going to go all in. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, they needed speed. They, he got arguably the best deep threat in the NFL other than Tyreek Hill, right? And there's others, but Deshaun's up there. So he is good at it, realizing what the problem is. The issue is I don't, just don't think his moves always work out. Like, Miles Sanders in the second round worked out. That was a great pick. J.J. Arcega Whiteside so far not worked out. So I think, like, again, Howie probably looked and said, good receiver class. We saw a lot of guys go around him that were good. Howie just got the bad one. The running back year where everyone said you can get a good running back. He got Donnell. I think he knows what he's doing, but it's just the results just aren't adding up for whatever reason. Yeah. And and look, we hope that that kind of turns around. The results certainly added up two years ago heading into 2017. He nailed everything. So, you know, yeah. th- we do know that he has that ability in him to to make these types of right decisions and, and for things to work out. So I just want to gauge where we're all at heading into a very important offseason. The four most important people in the franchise, it seems like for the most part, we're all pretty positive we just need Howie to have a big offseason well here's what I'll say you said we know how he has that in him to do it how he's been the general manager for probably eight or nine years at this point 10 years and I know there's one I just look at it one, differently I know, 2016 forward fine. is how I judge it but, but I think like just because he did it one year doesn't mean it's something he can do 100% like, that's the outlier it could have just right been now. luck well it's yeah. the outlier right now right. and but, there was luck involved no matter what like there's always luck involved and, and the fact that it was so over the top with everything hit I'm with you. I, I, as of now, that's the outlier. We need Howie to prove that that was not the outlier and that he can. Right. doesn't have to be perfect again, but he needs well, to have yeah. more hits than he has misses, which hasn't been the case. And to me, that's not even like the, the talent of that. It's just the, you know, it's uh, he made the made the right decisions and he learned from the mistakes from 16 to 17. So that's why I think yeah. he can do it again as well. All right.
Let's get to what we've all been waiting for. I've had multiple offers to buy this idea. I've turned them all down. It's the beat off. Name that beat. Let's get into it. It is back. This fun little game. See if I can go 2 0, baby. A little bit of a twist this week. We are going to be trying to gauge what people said as opposed to how many times they've tweeted or whatever. This is actual tweets or writing from beats. Here we go. This is my one of my favorite games, so I'm very excited start for this. Reading. We'll start with this one. Okay. I'm not going to give you options on this one because, as you will hear with the quote itself, there are only a few people who it could have been. Okay. So, uh, What are we doing? For are the you telling again? us if it's a tweet or yes. an article? Yes. Oh, good. This will be a tweet. They're mostly tweets. There's only one article. I'll get to it. Okay. So mostly tweets. Okay. Um, yes. Great point. What should we say this time? Can we, we just the, say the answer? James do, is the go- No. Can we do, can we do fart noises? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's super fun for the effects. listeners, you know? <laughs> Um, we'll have to. I think this should be. A, a, what, what should we? Let's start this now. At Go Birds Pod. Yeah, at Go Birds Pod. I like at that gmail. idea. Com, you determine what the next buzzer is. For you I know, like what, that. Yeah, yeah. You determine like what the that. next buzzer it's is. It's not going to turn out well for me. And, I, and I hate making noises. I will take all suggestions. I'll narrow it down to a top three, and then we decide. I think that is. I think that's what fantastic. All right, at so, Go Birds Pod. So why don't we go with Barchard is a genius? Because today just came up with that idea. Our buzzing is Barchard is a genius. Question number one. Who said this? Name that beat. I covered Andy Reid for 14 years. Might not have always been forthcoming, but he seldom lied through his teeth. Lied through his teeth. Barch is a genius. Doug Shit. does it with regularity. I, 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 I can almost see his face, I think. Paul Donald. Paul Donald, which is correct. Ding, 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 ding. I buzzed in thinking it was Marcus Hayes, and I switched at the last Very nice. good job by you. Paul Donald. Nice. Not a Harsh. fan of Doug wow. Lyon. Yeah. Doug okay. That's from a while ago. I, I wanted to make no, sure know, they yeah, weren't yeah, too yeah. recent. All of these are, are after the Super Bowl, but not recent. So it's okay. all within like the, this. the relatively recent, but so I'm not like pulling out super deep. This was about the Mike Gross stuff, I would imagine. I yeah. would assume so. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. aggressive I definitely from Damo. <laughs> okay. We will go with name that beat number two. Who said this? You can guess without guesses if you would like. I will okay. give you options if you would like. All right. The Eagles should expend all their 10 picks on only players from LSU or Clemson. If there aren't any left, pull a Celtics Larry Bird. Barchard is a genius. These are beat reporters. These are all beats. Um, I'm going to say that that is one Jeff McClain. Ding, 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 wow. ding. Bam. Bam. What a pull. Jeez. Oh, this is good to know. I don't even need to give you options. This is <laughs> That's impressive. That was very impressive. <laughs> I was going to say Mike Sealski at that first. That sounded like him, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very impressive. Nice. It was a Sealski-esque tweet. Right. It was. Okay. Well done. One to one. This is exciting here. Got a few more to go. Okay. Who, sa- <laughs> Who said this? Name that beat. Boy, I can't wait to watch the Masked Singer next. Said no one ever. <laughs> Name that beat. Would you like options? I will give you options. Options. I would like options. Okay. Was it A, Zach Berman? No. Was it B, Les Bowen? Was it C, Ed Kratz? Barchard is a genius. C, Ed Kratz. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Ed Kratz. You were quick with the draw there. I was quick. Yeah. That's because you got to say Barchard is a genius. I was like, that is an Ed thing to say, for sure. It was such an Ed thing to say. (laughs) Okay. Love you, Ed. Couple more here. Two to one, Barchard. Elliot, you have a chance to come back. We'll have five questions. So if Barchard gets us, he wins. He wins. Okay. Okay. Who said this? Name that beat. Corey Unlin often walked through the locker room on Fridays, heading straight to the players' lounge in the back. I thought there might be a story to tell about breaking coach player barriers. Barchard is a genius. Bless Bowen. 
incorrect. Oh. Elliot, would you like me to finish the tweet before you answer? Well, let me ask you this. Can He He can't check back in. He's no, done. I'm He's not yet finished. Okay, so I will start over. Corey Unlin often walked through the locker room on Fridays heading straight to the players' lounge in the back. I thought there might be a story to tell about breaking coach player barriers. I asked him. He laughed. The team barber comes on Friday. He was getting a haircut. <laughs> All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know it is, but are you going to give me options? I can if you would like that. Yes. Okay. okay. Oh, options. A. that tune. A. Is it Jimmy Kemsky? No. B. Zach Berman. C. Les Bowen. D. Ruben Frank. It's Zach Berman. That's what I thought it was from the Ding, 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 ding. buddy. So we yeah. have a two, two. Oh, my God. Tie. Please let me be the masturbator. Last question. Here we go. The beat off. This is great. We've really had a, a good. You guys are good. good yeah. Very good. Okay. Last, a lot of time on Twitter. Last one. There might be a bonus one after. Okay. Just, just fun, in case. This is, this is the end of the competition here. Name that beat. Has to be way better odds of ending the half with points versus your opponent somehow ending the point, ending up with points, right? Analytics nerds? Question marks. Oh man! Can uh, you can you repeat? I will that? repeat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name that beat. He said, "Has to be way better odds of ending the half with points versus your opponent somehow ending up with points, right?" Analytics nerds? Question yeah. mark. So the analytic nerds is the giveaway yeah, as to is. what we're guessing. From. Okay. All right. Barchard is a genius. Oh, I like that you're. This is. I, I went for went for it. Yeah, right before he lamed all the answers. Ruben Frank. <laughs> I just gave him the game. I just gave him the game. Well, no, I, I don't know. Win. The, I don't like the throw four, when I should have ran. Four options. Do you want to hear it again? Or are you good? No, I'm good. Go ahead. Option A, Les Bone. Option B, Jeff McLean. Option C, Jimmy Kemsky. Option D, Bo Wolf. Okay, so I can I whisper it to you? Sure. I'll just point. I'll just you, point. Or, or is there a bonus question? You're not even by the no, mic right yeah, now. You can, <laughs> you can see it if this is who you think it is. Yeah, yep. yeah that's exactly. Okay, right. so repeat them again because I'm gonna cross them off as I go. Okay. Well, now I don't remember what the ones that I said were because I didn't write them down. I was oh, skipping okay. off the top of my head. Okay. Well, uh, I think you said McLean. I don't. I think said it's McLean. McLean. I said Les Bowen. I said Jimmy Kemsky. And Bo Wolf. Yep. It's one of the last two, in my opinion. Clock? Can I call? Actually, I'm going to go Les Bowen. Yeah! (laughs) It is Jimmy. As soon as you said Jimmy's name, I go, damn it. So, we are tied. I'm actually going to throw in a bonus one here because I have a bonus one that that Elliot already knows the answer to, so I can't. Damn, I was hoping it would be one of them. As the bonus one. (laughs) Um, So, I had a bonus one. Hold on. I have it in my email. I gotta go back. Do, 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 I just wanna end it a tie. Do, 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 do. We this can. Uh, we can end it a tie. It is theoretically optional. Okay. This, okay. Here we go. Oh no, I deleted it. <gasps> oh no. This momentary lapse in questioning is mm, brought damn, to you I by. I had it. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. I think I we should just you, rock. Pa- oh you, yeah. Or we could do we rock paper do, scissors. Should we do it as a tie? We can we, do a tie. Ties are so. We can lame, do that. We can play. You want to do NHL rules? Well, we can do a tie. Just because I don't think rock paper scissors shoot is a good way. Okay. That's How about why, yeah. why don't you pick I will a- give the bonus one and then the bonus uh, this is not a name that beat. This is for the audience just to know. Okay. Name that beat. All right. Okay. This is the one I know. This is the one you know. This is from an article. Reviewing all or nothing. John Hamm, this is the beat speaking. John Hamm is credited as the narrator. I think Angelo Cataldi and his brethren should have gotten equal billing. Every game aftermath, every issue that arises is framed by often outraged WIP radio voices. I guess this injects drama into what could have been dry topics. (laughs) There is one reference to a podcast, 
but I had no idea. Or I had no idea who a few members of the Geek Chorus might be. Fuck you, Les Bowen. Really, you don't Les? Know the, you don't know the sound of our voices. You're taking shots at us, really, Les? All right. Elliot had a great idea. I think we have to do this. This is just this is just a, 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 what it is. We're stealing it. I love you, Spike, but we're taking this from you. I think we have to ban Les Bowen from the podcast. I, I think we do. Right? Sorry, it's hard to disagree. Sorry, Les. The yeah. geek chorus? The geek chorus? I mean, look. Chorus. It's just rude, Les. Like, Les, like why? Les is a good guy. It's We're cool. But yeah, shot. I, 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 I like no Les Bowen. Get it. I've never had an issue with Les in my yeah, life. Yeah. Until this. Until this unneeded And I feel like he had to have bell. known who it was. Man. I mean, right? He had to have known. Or he's literally radio. never heard us talk before. He I complains don't all the time about WIP radio and all that, so I'm guessing he listens, right? He yeah. knows who we are. I'm so assuming. It's unfortunate. Man. Man, very, 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 very disappointed. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Les. So it's a tie, though. Geek Squad! <laughs> Should we go with a bonus one or no? <laughs> if you have yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Is this, this is, wait, is this sanctioned or not? Yeah. All right, sanctioned. This Done. is it. All right. Last one. Name that beat. It took Andy Run. And, this is it, the beat. It took Andy Reid 21 years to win a Super Bowl. It's start like it's starting to look like it might take him that long to get to his post game press conference. Wow. Ooh. Uh, Name that uh, beat. Would you like options? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Option A, Jeff McLean. Option B. Barchard is a genius. That is a McLean tweet if I've ever heard one. So I feel like he it's loves some, to answer quickly. I feel like it had to be someone that was at the game. That's what I'm thinking. But go ahead. Okay. Because they're 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 obviously mad. He was there, right? When McLean was, he was. At the so, game, right? but that would have okay. been a good guess. Option B, Paul Domowich. Option C, Ruben Frank. No. Option D, Zach Berman. I'm gonna go Paul Domowich. Ding 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 yeah, ding ding. Dude, is Elliot. There we go. Taking the Congratulations crowd. to the one one. To one the to beat one. off. One to the one. Beat off. All right. I, it, it, what's Paul? Paul, can I ask you? What's wrong, pal? Paul's a little salty. What's wrong, man? <laughs> I mean, Paul. You, you hate Doug and you, you hate Andy. Life, apparently, man. You got a great life. All right. I know Elliot has to uh, go soon because yeah. he's going to be on the radio. So, um, real no quick, I want to play a quick Eagles game and then we'll round it out with our end thing. I'll save my QB hundred for next time. Love it. Um, the quick Eagles game I want to play is called Give Me One. After Jonesy. Nice. Right. Give me one. Uh, I want you. I'll start with you, Barger. Give me one bold prediction for this offseason. Um, that there will be. Um, I don't think there are. Well, that's, a, that's kind of an easy bold prediction. Um, I'm going to say it anyway. I don't think they. I don't think there is a huge splash in free agency. Ooh, that is a pretty bold prediction. I, you know, whatever I said. We're expecting some sort of splash. I like that. I think it's a lot of lot of retooling and a lot of like you know simple moves, and they concentrate more on the draft and put their resources into that. I think Sidney Jones is back next year. Ooh, okay. I, I don't like know how that. bold that is. My mm. bold prediction related to what we talked about last time. I think the Eagles are signing Mari Cooper. Oh, I think mm. well, that Cooper would go against mine. Is going to be a Philadelphia <laughs> Eagle. Is it because David season. Carr swayed you? No, I mean, they did offer a second round pick that, for Amari. That's what swayed me. Yeah. I think that they were in on him before. And he compliments Deshaun. Compliments Deshaun. Hmm. They need a guy like that. We've, I think Amari Cooper. I think that's more than noise. It's a bold, it's a bold prediction, point. but I. I that's now, my all right, bold here's, here's another bold prediction. Okay. If the Cowboys sign Amari to a huge deal, everyone will be like, "Oh, what idiots!" When the Eagles, sign oh, it'll be like, "What a genius!" Yeah, exactly. Yep, there we go. By the way, does does the Dallas thing count for you when it comes to Amari Cooper? Because a lot of people say, "Former Cowboys don't ever work out here," but Amari is different. No, yeah, I'm not worried about. that. I would have concerns. We can talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. One more. Give me one, Elliot. I'll start with you. As your bold prediction was kind of the opposite of this. So, who is someone people expect to be back with the Eagles who won't be? Expects to be back with the Eagles, but won't be. Hmm. 
That is a good one. Uh, Rodney McLeod. Yeah, wow. that's a good answer. I like that, that is, answer. I mean, it's a bummer of an answer, but that yeah. is a really interesting That'll answer. That'll be my guess. Just Do you because, think there's a chance so I don't they think keep Malcolm bad. and say, all right, we can only keep one of these two guys. That's the guy we keep. Yep. Yeah, kind of. I, it's not what I would do, right. but I think Rodney's going to want a ton of money, and I don't see how you pay Malcolm and Rodney. I agree with that. And, really that and, and, and because of the whole structure of with Avante and possibly him going yeah, back. Yeah, you can move Avante there. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Yeah, a lot of stuff you can do cheaper. I'm going to stick with mine. Kamu Grusha Hill. I don't think he's back. Nice. I think there's a. Uh, I think he's uh, really, really in the doghouse, and you'll see that okay. eventually in the offseason. All right, that was give me one. A quick version of give me one. We don't have time for keeping one hundred, so we'll save it for next time. <laughs> well, there I mean, we have. Do yeah, we, yeah. Should I do? I could do one of the keeping. How about we do one keeping one hundred? Well, then we'll fi- finish game. out with. You're right. You know. <laughs> you're I mean? right. Yeah. I'll save it. You know what? Right. You're my best friend. So <laughs> let's get into that. Um, I will start with you, Bartrand. John. Mm-hmm. If you could talk to eighteen-year-old John Bartrand. And give him one piece of advice. Oh, what would that piece of advice be? Stay in be? Philadelphia. That's what I would have told him. I was like, hey, man, you know, like you're about to move back on your own. Uh, this uh, awful, crappy apartment with like seven guys in it in a two bedroom is not a good lifestyle. Uh, just stay in Philadelphia. I think that would have been. Now all my friends are going to get pissed off, but I would have told myself to stay in Philadelphia and not moved around. You know, working between yeah, Philadelphia and New York. That's, that's a good answer. Elliot? I kind of want to answer that one. You can. You want to answer that one, too? Go Don't take it. out student loan debt. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. <laughs> yes. That would have been mine. Yes. All right, Elliot. How'd you and the queen meet? Bumble. Get out nice. of here. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I never knew how the two yeah, of you met. Yeah, is there, yeah. is there a story you guys go out on a date and just kind of one thing happened Well, I mean, obviously, I swiped, you know, slid well, in. Duh. And, like, <laughs> my obviously. strategy, and I think this could be good advice for anybody listening, like, not too much conversation. Just, I'm Elliot. You know that. You obviously think I'm good looking. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what do you do? Don't what say do you that. do? Well, I'm not saying that, <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, I know, I like, know. what do you do? What do you do? Boom, done. Then just go Let's talk meet. there. Yeah. yeah. So we went on I now wa- a date, I, obviously. I now get why he's into reality happened. shows. Makes yeah. sense. I took a few that. dates for the match. Nice. Yeah, nice. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, this has been a blast, guys. I know I Answer one of those for us. Okay. Uh, which one should I answer? Let's do, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you want to do the. Ha- oh yeah, how and you and Emily met? Oh yeah, well I used to date her friend. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wondered I, if you'd go there. I, I used to date Emily's friend, and I was way more into Emily than I was into the friend. Hope her friend's not a listener. <laughs> her friend is married and very happy now. It is good. all good. Uh, we actually still see them like once every couple years. They're really good people and all that. But she's just like what I could have. Uh, I I met Emily. I'm like wow, this girl's awesome. We were, became friends. Are they and still then, friends? Yeah, her and, yep. her and uh, the girls are friends. So, yeah, I used to date Very her impressive. friend. And then once my the friend and I broke up and a little time had passed, we stayed friends, and then I made a little move. Slid up in there. <laughs> Slid it in. You know what it is? So. Not into your friend, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm into you. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> kind of more or less that. A little yep. Casanova. Look and at you. the rest guys. is history. Now we As have Zoe. So uh, if you uh, somehow can hear into the past is this podcast well you can if you go on the radio.com app check check elliot out on the uh the (laughs) marks and reese show in seven minutes (laughs) guessing that's not gonna be a good teaser by the time this comes out maybe rewind a full hour go back and listen to the podcast version elliot on with the marks and reese show bartrand and i will be on wip tomorrow one to three call in uh say hi to us yeah 888-729-9494 if you don't already boom so for uh elliot Parks. I almost said Elliot Short Barchard. I almost combined the two. I was going <laughs> to wow. say Elliot and Barchard. I said Elliot Short Barchard. So it all just comes together. John Barchard. This has been episode 171 of Go Birds podcast right here on Sports Radio WIP and Radio.com, as they say in the old country. Thanks for putting us on all or nothing. Go!
Go Birds! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe people will hear this. Maybe they won't. Yeah. It's up to you, James. If they're lucky, <laughs> they can hear this non-exciting conversation that what we're having. What do we think right of, uh, uh, of Elliot's hair, by the way? It is like sharp is, as sharp yeah, can be. Yeah, it's real today. It, it, it's got the, the line in yeah, there. Fresh yeah, fresh cut. It's also like rock hard. Yeah, it is. Really properly. Good, so. Like a penis. <laughs> like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I run the douche. <laughs> I made a Nick Foles penis <laughs> joke last night, and Jack got so uncomfortable I had to edit it out. <laughs> it was really funny. What was the joke? Uh, what was it? It was something about like something being large, and I was like, "Oh, like Nick Foles' penis." <laughs> he was Just like, "Moving on." He was like, "You got to edit that this out." <laughs> He's like, "You have to edit that out." Like, All right, man. That was fun. Cool. Uh, he's never said anything. What he like? He said uh, t- t- thousands of dirty things. Jack is life. very comes family. To Jack is a very family friendly podcast. Is that ready? Apparently, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to edit out the curses I had. I dropped a couple fucks because I had a few drinks. Didn't work out. Yeah, you know. So, good times.